Spike Podcast. Bort, I've been chomping at the bit to get in front of a microphone. I don't know if you want to start on this freaking disaster or you want me to, but there is a lot to freaking scream about on this one. I'll, I'll let you get a little bit out. Go. I mean, there's there's so much to unpack. None of it is good. I mean, not, not a single ounce of it is good. How much no, this bad, how much shit there is to discuss just on this week alone is just, uh, I hope people have time for a three-hour podcast, but th- the issues were old, and the fact that they were old with this new franchise is very disturbing. Uh, yes. So, yes. obviously, we'll talk about that. The fact that you... Uh, pretty much focused your entire energy the last podcast to say that the only thing I want to see that this new regime will have regime will have this team prepared out of a bye week because they're a notoriously bad team out of a bye week. You basically yeah. staked your neck out that that's the only thing you want to see this week to just feel a little bit better no matter the outcome of the game. God damn, they kicked you in the nuts on that one and show just how well you fucking know this Dude. franchise. Um, before what's, I kick it back to you, yeah, I'll just yeah, say yeah. this. Uh, I don't give a damn about discussing stats, about discussing the future, the draft pick. On this particular episode, I want to do two things. I want to talk about this miserable dumpster fire disaster of a fucking franchise with absolutely no light at the end of the biggest, <laughs> longest none. goddamn tunnel ever. <laughs> there and is no con- light at the end of the tunnel, man. None. And to conclude the podcast, I just want to send a shout out to all the Jet fans out there who said that Sam Darnold was the man. And he lasted three weeks, three weeks without McCaffrey. And uh, Carolina is suddenly the hot team uh, linked to Deshaun Watson. Uh, I know. And he's benched. But uh, we'll leave that for the little – that's going to be the little fudge on our Sunday. But uh, go ahead, man. I know you've been dying to – well, here's here, you, you. You kind of gave me a good segue into one of my points because I'm like I'm like frothing at the mouth. I don't even know where to start. There's so many things, but you gave me a good point, and that is that I knew that the Jets are bad off a bye, and that is where I want to start because I should have seen this coming. You know, I, I'm the I'm the same old Jets guy. I'm the one who who lectures people on how the Jets will do this and do that, and then they let you down. And I didn't. I, all the little signs were there individually, and we talked about them each of the three weeks, but I didn't put them together. And I'm, I'm, I feel like an idiot for that because I'll tell you why I feel like an idiot, not only because I didn't see it, but also because they, they let me hope again. They let me care again, and then they ripped that out for me. And I'll get to all of that. But the, the signs were all there, right? The Jets start out really bad. They have one good half of football and get everybody excited for that one good half. And you expect that maybe they turn the corner. Maybe we can build on this. I should have known all they were doing was setting us up for the latest same old Jets. And this is classic same old Jets, right? You got everything in place here. You got the rookie. You have a, a new coach that's supposed to be good. You have a GM who's putting everything together. You have a team that was bad and, you know, it kind of fits the narrative that they're going to put it all together after a few weeks and start to show progress. All of that was there. And then, of course, the week after that, they come, they go to London and get their asses kicked by Atlanta, right? Then they, then they go on a buy. And instead of me saying, oh, well, we're set up for even worse, because in any other year, I would have known they'd get killed by Atlanta and coming off a bye against New England of all teams. How did I not even take this into consideration? <laughs> I, I should have known. I should have known. But instead, I allowed myself to have some belief that the rookie, all the guys and everything, and the good coach, it was all heading in a direction. And all it was was just the same shit where they give you a little bit of hope. And then they don't just like pull the rug out from under you. They pull the rug out, 
They drive the bus. The wheels f- don't just fall off the bus; they explode. <laughs> it's just this is, and, and this is what. And then what happens is, and here's the other part of it, is that I start to care again. Over the past few weeks, that Titans game got me so excited that you know we talked about how we hadn't felt that good excitement and rooting for things in so long, and they pulled me back into a degree, not all the way, but enough that I actually let myself care. And then yesterday, yesterday, where I, I don't care. If you get beat, I don't care if you the block the guys block you, and that'll be frustrating. But the t- but when you don't even know it's coming, and the guy throws twenty straight twenty five yard swing screen passes, and you don't even know it's coming, the guy runs fifteen yards before anyone even turns around to run at him. That is when I can't take it anymore. It's like you know. I'm not going to say football players are are smart, but they're not dumb if they're on an NFL team. Okay, they're not dumb if they're if they've gotten far enough to be on an NFL team and and do the playbook. And you know, and you might have some have better instincts, some have better athletes, but all of them should be able to say this this team is doing this. They are going to do it until I stop them, and at least have some foresight that the same exact play is coming for the 37th fucking time. And they didn't even they didn't even do that. And that's when I broke my laptop. And I want everybody to know I'm on a new laptop tonight because the one that I was using previously for the past four years had now has a screen that looks like you know a spider web after I smashed my fist into it in front of my wife, who was like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And I was like, Please, not now. She's like, No, she's like, No, no, you're gonna break it. And I'm like, it's already broke. Please don't do this now. And she's like, Why would you do-? I'm like, just go, please go back to work. Please. Don't let me do this right now. now. I'll apologize <laughs> no, no, no. and tell you how crazy I, I am later. But just exactly, let me right, have so. this moment right now. But like or like like when she gets upset and I'm like I'm like babe and she's like just let me just leave me be I'm like okay just how about you just leave me be in that moment because I have broken so many things for the Jets over the years and it's been years and here's my final point and then I'll stop rambling and we can kind of calm down and talk this is this is the thing that kills me is I spent all these years hurt and and so heartbroken over this crap that I had to go learn to, to look at what they were doing. The whole business side thing I say every week. And then now, yesterday made me realize that I can spend all the goddamn time in the world knowing what they're doing, but if they screw it up and make the wrong choices, it doesn't matter. They're still in the same position. And that kind of brings it back full circle to what you were saying. They are exactly the same, if not worse, depending on your point of view, than they were the last two years. This, this is... A, 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 it's, unbelievable that they could be as bad as they are with no nothing and my final point and then i'm going to turn it over to you robert sala i I am still not ready to give up on him yet but when i heard him say yesterday that we've had great practices we just have to put it together and execute i was ready to i was ready to kill myself because it sounds just like the last guy who sounded just like the guy before that it's so i can only imagine that this is something that the that the, that the owners are telling them to say i can't imagine that everybody's saying we had a good week of practice and we just need to execute how long can you use that as a fucking excuse all right i need to breathe i i, I wonder if that's like the 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 company line when they, when they get the <laughs> it's on a plaque in the fucking office yeah it's a fuck out of just, here man it's... the thing that frustrated me is uh, obviously I I share a lot of your opinions because I kind of grew up into being a diehard Jet fan with you um, so, so the fact that we have a common outlook on a lot of things is is fine um, the thing that I'm frustrated myself about I knew. I knew we were not beating Belichick in New England. Um, 
with all the things we discussed last week, rookie quarterback, first-time head coach, I just didn't believe the, the first game gave us nothing to hope for. Realistically, we the best we could have hoped for, the best we should have hoped for was a competitive game. Instead, this was like the butt fumble. This is the fact that I allowed myself, if I'm being honest with you, the fact that I allowed myself on Sunday morning to wake up and be like, I really believe it. Like we can this it's a close game. Like don't don't look for a win. Uh, New England has been running hot. They lost a couple of games here, but uh, they've been running good. You can't discount Belichick. But uh, man, it's after a bye week. We got a little reset. It's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be a springboard into something positive. Holy fuck. There was By nothing the positive the in quarter, that game, man. Nothing. The offensive coordinator, I, I don't even know what's it. It's either he's working with JV talent in a league where everybody else is varsity, or he's so far over his head that it is absolutely scary. The fact that me sitting on a couch, and I know what is coming, and I'm calling it out, and not only coming, the vanilla version of it is coming, is very disturbing. Like, Run, run, pass. Quarterback is in third and long. We have no running game. I would have almost preferred that on the first series, they go run, run, run. Just let the offensive line establish or try to establish something and the punt. But the fact that they went run, run, it was third and eight against Zach Wilson, third and long against Belichick, incomplete. Uh, New England gets... Uh, New England gets the ball and then it's just fucking these ridiculous screen passes that end up getting no, thrown I, one yard past the line of scrimmage. And, oh. and next thing you see, Mac Jones, two for two, 37 yards. Uh, ball traveled through the air, two and a half yards. It, it is just mind boggling how. Those, those screen passes were so annoying because they were all big, loopy screen passes where they probably took two seconds to get to the guy. And any other team in the league, you know, the defense closes in on him. No, but, it, but the guy caught the ball and had 15 yards in front of him, ran, and, and you know, between a missed tackle here and there, it was 20 yards on every one of those passes. And they did it. I, I, I mean, I'm probably exaggerating. They did that pass at least eight or nine times. I mean, it, it's. And then they even scored on one of them. That, that's the play I broke my lap top one and you know new england was going from right to left on that one and, and you know the jets had a bunch of shots at him and he just like danced into the end zone it's just how do you not close the gap on at least one of those and to me the fact that as i was watching the game i could feel like just my heart getting stomped on by every everything that is related to new england and the me just getting the the shit kicked out of me for being a jet fan and all i thought about was wow Rex Ryan, for all his shortfalls as a coach, and I valued him a little bit more than you did, but the one thing I can say about him because of that one single win, but nobody can ever take that away, but he beat New England in the playoffs on the road. He he kind of he gave me that moment that I'm gonna hold on to. We punched the big brother in the mouth. We we got the bully off of us, and he I punched him just in the right spot where he fell down and I walked away and people saw it and I was the champ. Every coach after that, who was who, uh, uh, Adam Gase, uh, who is the guy that took us to within the game of the playoffs, uh, why is his name eluding me right now? What, before him? What, uh, from Edwards? <laughs> no, 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 after after Rex. Uh, no, but we haven't made the playoffs since Rex. Nobody. What, Bowles? I know, no, but I'm talking about the uh, – Todd Bowles, thank you. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so after Rex uh, and giving us that victory that, to hold on to, so we have Todd Bowles, we have Adam Gase, we now have uh, Robert Sala. That's three straight coaches where Belichick just snatches their fucking soul, their heart, and their being. Just eliminates any shred of respect from the team, from the game. Immediately, right. And they're dejected immediately. And and this is now the third head. coach that comes in and Belichick just just 
completely. I mean, I'm sorry. I, 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 the only way I can put it is if if we were in prison. I mean, you you know, there's only it's one analogy what would happen it's in the bitch. shower. Yeah. It, it, it is insane <laughs> how he rules over the Jets with a fucking iron fist, quarterback after quarterback, coach after goddamn coach, and Belichick cannot be dethroned. It is. What yeah, what a yeah. dark dark cloud without a ray of sunshine ever getting through this franchise is. I it, I I've lost my train of thought. I had oh, oh, the one thing the, I want to. No. <laughs> and that's how we we lost yeah, our guys. quarterback too. Let's, let's I know. Yeah. Well, well, obviously we'll get to that. And then of course we have a new one, but we'll get to all of that. But the, the thing I want to I want to go back on, and you know I love you. Okay. You know I freaking I do anything for you. You're my fucking brother. I, you know we we don't look much alike. You're a foot taller than me, but whatever. Okay. Rex Ryan was Rex Ryan, but it is just like a Jet fan to look back at one game that that we won and then went on to shit the bed the next week, and and we're looking at that game like we still talk eleven years later about how we punched Belichick in the mouth in New England. That is how sad we are, and and I know that's a great memory. It's an awesome game, but it should not be our best memory. Okay, it should be. I mean, if if a game eleven years ago was your best memory because it was just because it was just you beating your brother for once, like like it was the ending of an eighties teen comedy, then that's really sad. And this is what I mean by the aim higher thing. We should be aiming higher for everything. I see people all day today saying we got to go get Cam. He's better than what we have, or we got to do this. It's better than what we have, or this this. And, and, aim higher enough of this shit already stop with rex ryan okay yes rex ryan had his moments no doubt about it he had a ton of bad moments as well but the fact that you know rex ryan hopefully will be gone as a memory the next time we have something good when we're freaking old and gray with beards down to our knees but (laughs) there's no way that the last decent coach he wasn't a good coach he was and he's not as bad as i make him out to be probably or maybe i'm starting to get a little bit of that jet that jet fan mentality too like looking back in the old days, but he was not good enough for us to be thinking about him 10 years later and wishing we had him. That is much more of a testament of how bad we have been for a whole decade now, an entire decade of complete ineptitude, except for one year where we ended the year with complete ineptitude. So it counts as complete ineptitude. And to your point about this team, coach after coach, quarterback (laughs) after quarterback, GM after GM, it is always the exact same thing. I don't know how. The only common denominator is the owners. And one of the things I want to get to in a minute is somebody put something on Facebook and it was like a thunderclap. I was like, I was like, holy shit. Oh, no, it it wasn't. It was a form. I'm sorry. It's one of those message forms. I was like, holy shit, that makes perfect sense. And, and you know, I'd never really thought of it that way before, which, which I'm going to get to in a second. But the only common denominator through this entire run of hor- horrific, I can't even get the fucking word out, of, of horrific everything from top to bottom of the same Groundhog Day shit over and over is the ownership. And, you know, this time I, I was like, all right, well, what can the owners do? They, they turn the reins over to a football guy. They let him do what he wants. But we're running into the same shit again. The coach already looks dejected. He already looks beat down. He's already saying the same exact things that the last coaches said. You know, the GM now, I mean, he doesn't play the games, but I'm starting to worry a little bit about him. Not, not so much. I still think he made the right decisions. I just think he made the wrong choices when he made those decisions. That's where I'm with you. I, yeah. I completely support his vision and his plan. But what you said to start the podcast, the plan means dick if you're not selecting the right yeah, guys or developing them. You can or have developing them or they can't stay healthy or whatever. I mean, exactly. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And that's just, concern. I, I love the vision. I love the plan. But the plan means nothing if you whiffed on the quarterback, if you couldn't give them the offense 
offensive line, if you didn't select the right coach for the quarterback or the right quarterback for this coach. So a multitude of reasons. I I agree with you. And the, the only thing is uh, I wanted to uh, take the floor and answer your point. I agree with you 100%. Rex should not be. And actually, the way he aged in his career after New York made me lean towards the side of agreeing with you. He was not a great coach. He was not even a good coach, time proved, because he got into the playoffs twice on 8-8 eight and eight records with the help. He did good in the playoffs. I'll give him that. But when he left New York, he failed miserably in a couple of stops after that and uh, decided to be an ESPN analyst. So the league figured him out as a one-shot, one-trick pony who likes to blitz a lot, completely ignores the offense. Uh, so I agree with you. But in the name of honesty, in the name of being completely transparent, it is... Currently, my pretty much Your biggest fantasy, yeah. and, and I agree, <laughs> it shouldn't be. It wasn't big enough to merit being this memory that we hold on to, but that's the franchise we chose, and for me, it is. I wasn't the uh, Bill Parcells right, well, gave me a couple of great years, but as far as okay. that moment that when I'm when I'm talking to my friends and they're like they're discussing the Giants Super Bowl wins, and I'm telling them, yeah, yeah, that time yeah, we beat, beat New England. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing is, is but everybody wants to spew all this crap about continuity. Like the people, there's already people who want solid gone, which is ridiculous. And there's already people, and there were people, not already, there were people who like you have to keep Gase. The reason we keep doing this is that you know we keep we have no continuity. No continuity is is the, is not the cause. It's the it's the effect. You know. And the, anyway, the reason I started saying this is that is that. People spew all this stuff about continuity and you got to stick with this guy and, and things this and things that. But at the end of the day, Rex Ryan was the last guy who did something good. But before that, there were guys who did well. And you you don't remember them as much like Herm Edwards. I mean, Herm Edwards was pretty much, you know, Rex Ryan had his two years in a row and then did nothing. Todd Bowles had his one year, did nothing. Herm Edwards kind of alternated years, had a good year, bad year, good year. But he had the Jets in the playoffs two or three times. Nobody pines for those days. There were some great games with Herm Edwards. There was, you know, San Diego where they, they went on the road and beat San Diego and with that missed field goal. Or the Jets, you know, committed a penalty on fourth down on the goal line and somehow won the game. I mean, there were some good wins there. Nobody talks about them because there was somebody after him rex yeah. ryan happened to be the last guy if rex ryan was the guy in the early 2000s and herm edwards was the guy in 2009 to 12 we would we would be saying we wish we had herm edwards back the fact is is rex started the whole downward decline and certainly not his fault i you know i i i know I just realized that the reason I started telling that story was was a completely different reason. I'll, I'll do that in a second. But but Rex started that decline because they went with Idzik and they did everything else. It's been nothing but a downward slide since then. And now you keep thinking we're rock bottom. We find new levels of hell. But he's the last guy. So now the reason I started telling all of that wasn't wasn't to talk about what I what I did that last little part. It was because guys talk about. And I just lost a freaking train of thought again. Oh, oh, you hit it on the head. Is every time somebody brings up, well, we shouldn't have let this guy get away or we, we need continuity, we, we fire him too soon. All I have to do is point to every single coach the Jets have ever had, every single one except Pete Carroll who did it like 18 years later. So I'm not counting that. But every other coach from Rex Ryan to Herm Edwards to Eric Mangini to Joe Walton to Bruce Coslett to, you know, Walt Michaels who retired to every single coach in our lifetime never did a single good thing after he left. Not one of them. 
Not one single one. If you can name me any coach who left the Jets because he got fired or too soon or whatever else and did anything anywhere else, I'm all ears. And don't tell me Todd Bowles is a defensive coordinator for the Bucs. I don't no, care. It's not, not a bad. head coach. Right. I agree Somebody with you Somebody will point to that. It Somebody shows will point to that. It's, it's 100% accurate. And it shows you the track record of how this franchise does when it comes to selecting the coach. And that's why you don't have a continuity. If you continue to shit the bed and miss on the coach, it's going to be a horrendous cycle with resets, and that's where we are continually with this fucking ownership. Uh, the question that I want to pose to you now, because this week left me beat down, speechless, and completely blind as far as what to reasonably expect going forward. So I throw it to you and ask you, Mac, what's next? We, we lost our quarterback. We are in disarray after getting I – mean, I mean, this was a fucking high school level swirly. Um, we are as rock bottom as rock bottom can be. Let's be real here. To lose that, the way we lost after a bye. What next? What do you realistically see in the short term? What do you need to see as a fan? And uh, where do we go? What do we now consider progress after this torture that we were just subjected to? There's no more progress. And, 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 you know, I, I, you know, we just talked about Douglas and how maybe he's making the wrong decisions. Time will tell. Uh, we were totally on board with the plan and I still am, you know, I, and I said on the last podcast, I don't care if Sam Darnold goes on to be a Hall of Famer. It was the right decision at that time. And you can't you can't fault him for that. Um, at the end of the day, though, Joe Douglas took a huge gamble. Right. He he. He went out and got a, a a quarterback who a lot of people consider to be somewhat unknown. OK, I I. I got sold on the pick. That's another fucking thing they do. They they show you all these things that make you be excited about the guy. I got I got sold on him a little bit, but they you know they they it was a guy that wasn't that highly touted till a little bit later in the year. He never got a a, a a veteran guy to never just mine as a backup, but just a mentor him something. And he rolled all the dice on a on an offensive line that was rebuilt. And then of course the best part of it got hurt. And the, you know you got a rookie coach, a rookie offensive coordinator, rookie, everything. And, you know, in retrospect, we should have realized, like, that's, that's a lot of growing stuff. And then we kind of figured that out a game or two in. And I said I wanted to give him to, like, game six to figure it out. And if at game six, which this was game, this was game seven, right? At game six, if they still haven't figured it out and there's not some progress, then we got a problem. Well, Houston, we got a problem because I don't know what's next for the Jets. The, the big gamble he took backfired miserably because not only did he did, did, did the offensive line not hold up, but the quarterback's now hurt. Who knows for how long? They say two to four weeks, but who knows what's going to happen? And and he's he's now lost some valuable time. Yep. In, you know, he's lost valuable time. And if he, you know, thank God. I mean, this is you want to call it a break. Thank God he's not out for the season. Imagine he loses the season. The franchise would have been set back another year or two. You know, so I don't know what's next. The Jets get like this all the time. I, they could go either way. They're playing a, a red hot Cincinnati team next week. There's, do you think there's any chance to within 30 points on that game? I mean, come on. But then again, the Jets do surprise at times like that. So who knows? There's some games on the schedule where they they can certainly put up a fight. Jacksonville, Houston, Miami is looking really bad. So there's four games on the schedule that I can think off the top of my head. They've got a reasonable shot at being in the game if, if they weren't like they were yesterday. So who knows? I think realistically, we're looking at a two to three win season. We're looking at a top three, a top three pick again. And then, you know, let the debate begin on what we do with that pick. You're going to have people screaming for another quarterback, get it right, do it to until you get it right. You're going to have people screaming for coaches' heads. I think the Jets are uh, right now, I think this is where Salah is going to, is going to, 
make or break his coaching career. I know it's early, but if he can't get this team to buy into what he's doing and the wheels come completely off, then this this regime's kind of walking dead already. Look, uh, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm and I'm a hundred percent admitting I'm using hindsight here, but going with the going the rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach maybe it would have been wiser to not go with a rookie offensive coordinator get somebody with experience uh, see who you can pry away i'm not saying an old recycled mind with no imagination uh go with a young guy but somebody who's been in the league a little bit who said uh <clears throat> who can be the steadying voice the steadying hand when a coach is learning the rope because right now you have Everybody learning on the fly. Every coordinator, every uh, every coach, every player. Because I sound like a goddamn broken record, but I'm going to say it again. Youngest team in the NFL. They need somebody to look to. Naturally, in this type of locker room, you're going to look at the coaches. These guys are struggling, starting to look like deer in the headlights. Uh, I am not going to give up on Robert Sala, but I'll tell you what. If you're talking about three or four win season, and the answer next season, and we're at two and four, two and five, two and six... Uh, he ain't getting the second full season for me, and he sure as shit is not getting the third because the Jets are known for not firing coaches during the regular season. So if you're telling me with the rookie quarterback and a full reset button in two years, the best you can offer me is three wins, four wins, and then the next year possibly six. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Next year I need to see nine and eight, uh, eight and nine maybe, depending on how it goes and how the team looks. Uh, so we're already talking about last. We're already talking about next season. Fuck the progress. Fuck the gelling, the continuity. Uh, quarterback is lost, and that's we're not we're not crying over spilled milk. The fact that he's going to lead us to the playoffs. We're crying about the fact that he's losing valuable reps. Um, at the same time, if it is what they say it is, and it's four weeks, it might be a best case scenario where he can actually sit down, take a breath, and watch from the sidelines <clears throat> and recognize a few plays, watch the defense. And maybe that'll help him once he's actually back under center. But if this becomes a prolonged issue and then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to hold him out. Uh, he's going to play the last two games of the season. That's a lost year. That's one of the worst case scenarios. That's that's a fucking nightmare. You better hope that in four weeks, and if we're really lucky in three, um, as long as he's fully healed, the kid has to play and get reps. Um, if Flacco ends up going two and two, I can only imagine the Fucking the, fan, the fans with the pitchforks. He's the guy. He's won the Super Bowl. Give him a 10-year contract. He's 42 years old and under 50% completion rate. Hasn't done jack shit since that Super Bowl run based on the back of Baltimore's defense. But just because he has a Super Bowl, let's sign him up. No. What you texted me was 100% right. If you're talking about a prolonged absence by... Uh, by Zach Wilson, let the other kid play. Somebody has to fucking eventually, by the luck of the draw, emerge as a viable NFL quarterback. It should not be Flacco. See, I'm not completely sold, uh, not sold, I'm not completely soured on Salah. So like you, I just, I, I, I'm going to give it, certainly this year, uh, I have to kind of get past where everything is new to everybody and there's a lot of injuries. This is not just a rookie coach and rookie players, uh, and certainly not a defense in any way. I'm, there's no defending what's going on out there. These people, these guys are not ready to play. Uh, they are not 
like what's the what's the they're not prepared that's that's i mean i know we keep going back to that word but they come out every single game and they're down early they're never prepared on offense they always make a little bit of a second half run but they're just not good enough to overcome it and i want to see him get past that so i'm not ready to say i need eight or nine wins next year i think that's a little unrealistic personally i think we're probably in for you know we're going to be in for a three win year this year if we can get the six next year and then you know if everything goes right, I mean, here we go again. If everything goes right, if everything goes right, then they can they can make a run at 500 in 2023. But I don't see that happening next year. So I don't necessarily think it's fair to say, hey, he better win this many games or he's out because I just I don't see I just don't see it. And this guy's gonna have to you know this other guy is gonna have to start hitting on some of these draft picks. Um, a couple of his draft picks have been okay. Others have been absolutely terrible. Um, and then, you know, we get back to the owner thing. And this is what I wanted to touch on, bef- on before. Some guy wrote something on uh, one of the Jets forums that um, I have to pull it up because I wrote it down. And I was like, holy shit. I've been wondering this whole time how I can blame the owners. And this guy, you know, it, it was late last night. So maybe it won't make sense when I read it now. But th- the only thing that's been the same this whole way is the owners, right? And this guy said, um, where is it? Okay. The last 3Ms had pretty much the same goal. Stay way under the salary cap. Um, Idzik's MO was to do nothing, sign nobody of note except bargain basement has-beens. Max MO was to throw a lot of money at one or two plays, then assume it would make up for not spending money elsewhere. And JD's MO has been to pinch every penny and try to play money ball. And that, it made perfect sense to me, you know, like the other guy did this, this guy. So they've done three different things, but at the end of the day, they are all doing the same thing. They're just going about it different ways. They're not spending all the money. They're not spending the money correctly. And I can't think of any other explanation that a, that a guy renowned around the league as such a good football guy did not go out and spend money on a backup quarterback. So I'm thinking that you know, maybe all this talk about the owners having a directive and pinching pennies and whatever else may actually be true to a degree. I've never really taken that into consideration. Um, or if I did, it was before I thought they kind of let the reins go now. But I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried that you know that either JD is is completely incompetent after all, or the owners really do have that much of a say on what goes on with this team. Um, to your other point, I'll, I'll let you jump in on that one in a second. To your other point about uh, you know about the quarterback, yes, Flacco better be here to provide a backup because I know they have this kid on the practice squad. They apparently don't like him too much. He better be here to back up Mike White until until Zach Wilson gets back. There is zero, and I say zero reason for him to be in the game now, unless you want to use some lame excuse about providing stability for the young guys, whatever. You know, let the stability come from the coaches. That's where it's supposed to come from. You don't have to make it your quarterback in a season that's already lost. This is now officially seven games in about, about trying to get some progress out of these young kids and do something for them. And having a 40-year-old guy back there who... Last year said he's he's there to play, not to teach young quarterbacks how to play. Uh, it's not the way to go. Plus, I, I don't really think of Joe Flacco as a as a uh, as a West Coast West Coast offense kind of quarterback. So you know, call me crazy for for thinking this is this is this is really strictly a depth move, and you're not giving up much. But I I, I cannot imagine. And this is the Jets, but I cannot imagine the Jets are stupid enough to go out and get and get Flacco to come here and start. Really, I just can't imagine you had it. me going until you said I cannot imagine the Jets. I know are that's why I enough. said this is the Jets. I know I said that's why I prefaced it by saying, "Well, this is the Jets. They are stupid enough to do that." I can't imagine anyone actually do it. 
But uh, if that's the case, then I will give up all. I, I, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the fence with JD because, again, we've said it a couple of times. I agree with his method. I think he's made some bad choices. But if he brings Flacco in here to actually start games, then he's panicking. And that goes against everything that he's done so far. He's, he's gone the opposite way to panic and let people trash talk and whatever else. This is a panic move and nothing else if Flacco's coming here to start football games. The way I kind of looked at it, and just like you, I'm not ready to give up on our GM as well because I liked his vision. But at a certain point, there has to be a path to that vision. Because if I come to you tomorrow and tell you, Matt, I need to invest $100,000, I figured that out. The future for us to get rich is for us to get to space. Just uh, just front me 100 k And if we get to space first, we got to make all the money. And when you tell me how are you going to get into space, I haven't figured that out yet. But I know that's the way to do it. Maybe we're going to strap your ankles to the air balloon and see how that works out. (laughs) I don't have a concrete plan, but I know that that's the plan. And that's what I feel like he's doing. I have the plan. I don't know if I can select the right players, the right personnel, the right coaches. But that's the vision. We have to tear it down. We have to start over. See, I'm not sure I agree with that. I think he has a plan. I think his. I think if you came to me and said, "I need a hundred grand," I'm going to talk to this guy, that guy, this astronaut, that other astronaut. He knows this, he knows that, and we're going to get into space. And it turns out those guys really didn't know that much, and you made a bad choice. That that is more like what Joe Douglas is doing now. I think uh, John Idzik, maybe even Mike McCagnan was the guy who said, "Just give me the money, and I'll figure out a way to get there." Joe Douglas seems to have a way and a, and a plan to get there. He's just choosing. He's choosing the wrong people, or he's got incredibly, and I do mean incredibly bad luck, one or the other. But the, the team now is a complete dumpster fire. They, you know, they're young, they're inexperienced, they don't have a ton of talent, and what talent they do have is getting hurt. And that's something you can't do anything about. But And we've said this about Gase for a year and a half. There is something you can do about getting your players motivated and ready. And the players seem motivated, but they don't seem ready. The players don't seem like – I don't feel like the Jets – maybe yesterday a little bit, but I don't feel like the Jets players have have mailed it in and given up and and really just just stopped playing. It's just they're just being outplayed so badly. And, you know, that's – a lot of that is preparation. And, you know, one of the things we talked about – a couple of times, but certainly leading into this game was that the Jets don't ever attack teams' weaknesses. And I wanted to see them come out of a bye and attack teams' weaknesses. And then what happens? C.J. Mosley's out, and what does Belichick do? He attacks the shit out of that weakness on you know a couple of hours' notice because there's no way. I mean, Mosley was questionable, so they probably prepared as if he wasn't going to be there. But they had a game plan set to attack Mosley. So the Jets, you know, the Pats ran up the middle and destroyed the Jets. And then when the Jets plugged those holes, they did those swing passes all day. The Pats went in there and prepared for the Jets' weaknesses and the spots where they could attack. The Jets never do that. They never have their players in a position to do that. I agree. It's just... It's a sad state of affairs. Um, I feel like more than anything, I needed this podcast to vent. Um, I got my frustration out of the system. Oh, I, I have so much frustration. I have plenty to go. So yet, yet again, I find myself in a week where a loss and even a semi-competitive loss would have been considered a positive. I find myself staring in the face of nothing but negatives kicking myself for ever falling in love with this franchise or choosing this franchise to begin with and never being able to break up. It is a nightmare. I don't know where we go from here. I'm not excited about the next few weeks because, to be honest with you, Mac, I don't give two shits about how we do with Flacco at the helm. I just don't. I'm not going to be impressed if we go 4-0, 3-1, 2-2. Just not going to be impressed. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of... uh, 
a high five, a little bit of a fan who bleeds green on Sundays, a little bit of a high fiving and a bravado. Yeah, it's nice to win, but uh, the excitement has been sucked out by the performance, by the kick in the nuts by a steel toe boot New England delivered to us, the fact that we just lost the quarterback, and the fact that this is a lost season, seven weeks in an in a season that we knew going in was a lost season where all we were looking for was progress, we fell so badly short of those goals and expectations thus far that it is disheartening. And uh, that's all I have on this week. <laughs> well, the Jets' next three games are, are not winnable. And I don't care. If, don't give me any given Sunday, anybody out there who's listening. I don't want to hear about any given Sunday. Cincinnati, at Indy, and... Um, and the Bills, the Jets, one in ten. Well, one in nine. The Jets are officially one in nine right now, heading into a game against Miami, and then we'll be in Houston for the Texans game. So I guess I guess they have a chance to win that one, whatever. But the Jets are staring one in nine in the face, and since we already know they're going to be one in nine, we just have to hope that they can get the ship righted at least from a morale standpoint and show up. I don't expect them to win. I don't even expect them to be in the game in any of these next three games. They're three much better teams. Let's just see something. Because if you don't, then it's it's you know the, the season's over anyway. But then you, you you lose everything. And as far as the hope and the and the whatever, I, I it shut off again yesterday. Once I realized that I'm I'm breaking thousand dollar electronics with my fist out of frustration, it's, it's done. I'm not. I am not letting this team get to me anymore. I am now going to go back to the mode I was in last year, where where I am rooting for a draft pick. And if anybody wants to call me a fake fan, go fuck yourself. I'm gonna. I am gonna root for a draft pick and just be and just laugh when they when they are completely inept. And I'm gonna bet against them and make some money. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna at least get something out of losing because if anything has has if I've learned anything over these past few weeks is that every time I let them in they kick me in the freaking mouth I, you wouldn't allow your friends to do this you wouldn't allow your wife or girlfriend to do this you wouldn't you certainly wouldn't allow someone you don't know to do this why am I allowing a bunch of freaking you know 53 players on a team who don't even know who I am to do this to me and I'm not doing it anymore I am back in draft mode for the next five years if I have to be I don't care until they show me that I, I should let them in I am done rooting rooting for all the positive stuff i will be happy if they win but i am not going to go crazy if they lose i'm done and what a disaster if you have a first or a second pick and there's not the quarterback i don't want to do that i just i don't want to go through that i wanted to have like the sixth seventh eighth pick fourth fifth if you want to push it where we're talking about either a dominant offensive lineman um a tight end or a wide receiver for the ages something that to pair up with our young quarterback to end up in a position where that those are not an option and we're passing it at a quarterback. And you know what's going to happen. We're going to pass on a quarterback that's going to be an all-time great. But what can you do? We have a second-year quarterback uh, on the roster. Can't, can't give up on him so soon. It's, it's just yeah. this is the one thing you have to – and you have to be at peace with it because that's what being a Jet fan is. If we take a quarterback, he's not going to work out and uh, we've just given up. On Zach Wilson in year two, not unheard of. Uh, Josh Rosen comes to mind. A couple others, I'm sure it happened to. Or uh, we skip on a quarterback because we have our franchise guy. And by the end of next season, we're going to be talking about, oh, my God, how do we pass up on a guy who is an all pro in his rookie season? Yeah, well, you know what yesterday did to me on top of everything I just said is Wilson looking like he might have been out for the season made me realize that's setting me back. But the other thing is, is that, you know, the Jets, they get a draft pick. Great. Let's trade the draft pick because we don't need a quarterback. Why? 
What are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to pick the wrong guys. And then even if we pick a bunch of decent guys, we're going to do what we did this year. We're going to have a team full of rookies who, who are just – it's just it's going to be an endless cycle. And unless they hit on a lot of these draft picks, it's not going to do any good. Until – you know, I, I, I'm not going to say until we get a coach in here that can do it. I don't know if this guy can do it. And until this guy shows me – he can develop players and and have them ready to play. And the GM shows shows all of us that that he can you know pick the right players. Until that actually turns a corner, there is no point in talking about this. There's no point talking about that. There's no point in trading for draft picks. There's no point in debating who they're going to take. It doesn't even matter. You know, a playmaker might be nice, <laughs> but uh, there's there's no point in any of that until they get the right guys in place. We don't know if these are the guys. It is starting to, I'm starting to actually for the first time waver on it and wonder and, and get kind of depressed much earlier than I usually do. I mean, certainly not earlier than Gaze. By game two, I know he was a freaking wreck, but it, it start, it's happening with this regime already. I'm starting to wonder if they can do it. And, you know, we'll find out a lot about them in the next few weeks. They've got three very good teams coming up, very unlikely to win any game. And I think if, if Salah goes into these games saying, okay, I'm going to be realistic, and I, I know we're probably not going to win these games. I got to get these guys to play hard, buy into the system, and 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 you know never know what could happen. Maybe we can be in the game and and you know give them a little experience and whatever. But he's got to do something to break this terrible cycle that he started his career with, where every single game, seven games into the season, they have been terrible in the first quarter, no points. They haven't scored a point in the first quarter. I mean, it's it's outrageous. And not only are they not scoring the points, but the other team is. They get it. They're, they're, in every game they've been in, they've been down two two scores in the first half, and that's unacceptable. It's completely you, you, unacceptable, you, and you need to turn it around. You can't expect the young team to come in and constantly play, play from behind and not only win, but to make a competitor because you break. You don't have any experience to lean on of comebacks of how to keep composure. Those things are just uh, – yeah, you just you, – you, you can't. You, you just can't. Zero points in the first quarter through seven games is uh, its a recipe to be exactly where we are. We'll find out. We shall find out, man. All right, well, I, I think I've spewed enough venom for this week. I could probably – I could certainly go on for another hour, but, you know, it's only going to be repetitive and it's all the same shit. I'm just hoping I didn't miss anything. I just want to check my notes real, real quick to see if there's anything. Um, nope, I touched on that. Touch on, yeah, now here's I'm not even going to talk about the individual stuff I was making notes. And at one point I said, done, not even making notes anymore. There, there was no point, you know? No, you, you know, this, I, yeah, this was a game. And by the time the game was over, and the, the, the one thing I will say, the, one, the last thing I want to mention is it's a disgrace, absolute utter disgrace that where Zach Wilson got taken out on a low hit that was not even a flag. Uh, oh, I know. That I know. hit, that's, that was a guy. The one on the sideline, right? Yes. The one on the yes. side, yeah. That's, they, they have called, they called it, that's the one that, that, Changed the momentum on the Atlantic game was was it one like that where the guy went for his knees and it wasn't even going for his knees. This was terrible. I mean, he dove into his knees when he when Wilson was kind of facing on the side or away from him. That was, you know, and the next play was the one he went out on. It, yeah, completely, ten out of ten times that was yep. a, that should be a penalty. So uh, th- that where we we got shortchanged a little bit, but outside of that, just a dark dark day. And uh, I am. Not looking forward to doing our next podcast where because I mean I mean what's my my worst case fun. prediction is going to be ninety seven four. Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't. There's nothing to go over on that, I guess. But we we didn't go over our predictions, is no no. <laughs> so so when White came in, I watched his first drive. Then I, I I was skimming the game after that. I was so frustrated. I was so angry, um, and I'm just like how 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 am I 
back here again. This is this is like the Twilight Zone. How am I back here again? Already, this is a lost season. Hurt quarterback, questioning the coach, the offensive coordinator, and where we are as a franchise. I will give you a quick shout out. I believe you picked more as a performer of the night for the Jets. Yeah. And I if there was one, man. I think you can make an argument it was his because he finally broke through with a touchdown. So I also yeah, I also said Zach Wilson would throw an interception, but I can't, I can't really take credit for that. So okay, we will uh, we'll try and catch up later in the week to uh, predict just how badly they lose to Cincinnati, uh, unless Cincinnati has a. Um, you know, like a, uh, a letdown. COVID, 37 player COVID <laughs> list. <laughs> or, or that, yeah, that we'll see. All right, man, you enjoy your week, and now we'll catch up later. Thank you so much.